we have to earn the reelect, and we have to communicate what we have achieved. Yes. And, and that is going to be one of our big challenges. We've done a lot of good work. We need to net, let people know who brung it to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who brung it? I get it. That's like casual colloquial talk for all the morons watching The View and the hosts, of course. You know how they are. Whoopi, the ironically named Whoopi. They have an ironically named Joy. The left has a lot of ironically named Joy and Sonny. They got, yeah, Whoopi, Joy, and Sonny. And they're among the most miserable people between the Atlantic and the Pacific. But it's a living, you know. Well, happy Thursday and welcome back. My cup runneth over once again. All kinds of uh, great stuff for you today. Uh, Hearing on Capitol Hill having to do with the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas. Testifying will be the mother of a young woman that was brutally and savagely murdered by an MS-13 gang member who should have been identified at the border, what with all of his MS-13 tattoos and the criminal record in El Salvador and everything. But uh, he was waved into the country, and and then he uh, murdered a nice uh, young lady, 20 years old. Uh, and it's, uh, it's uh, if you can imagine, even worse than that. But we'll get to that. And after he was arrested for the murder, where do they put him into, where do they put him? They put him in a, uh, like, uh, what, are you, what do they call it? You know, uh, they put him in a, not in jail, they put him in a house where they, uh, you know, a foster uh, with foster parents. Hey, sure, he's an MS-13 gang member. He's an illegal alien. He's uh, been charged with murder, arrested, and charged with rape and murder. And uh, maybe it's the foster care system for him. Go in there to a house with parents and a bunch of other kids. That sounds like a good idea. That's what the Biden administration did. And that mother will be testifying on Capitol Hill at the Alejandro Mayorkas impeachment hearing today. That's... Uh, An interesting story. Also in Denver, Colorado, not a border state, the uh, main hospital in Denver, Colorado, is looking to go belly up. They're $130 million in debt, in arrears, because Joe Biden uh, left the border open and a bunch of illegals went there. And guess what? They think that the emergency room and the hospital are there to be their free clinic. And it turns out that it is there to be their free clinic. No big deal, though. That's not a problem at all. Uh, Also... Pay no attention to the more than 100,000 fatal drug overdoses in the United States every year, a number greater than the Vietnam War and the Korean War combined. Pay no attention. Joe Biden in the White House caught lying again. You know how they love lying. Lying about uh, Texas. There were three illegal aliens, a mother and two children, that drowned in the Rio Grande trying to sneak illegally into the country. And the Biden administration is trying to blame Governor Greg Abbott for that and Texas, but it turns out that everything that the White House has said about it uh, lies, lies, all lies, I say. So we'll straighten that out, too, because they like lying. They lie. They lie like some people breathe. It's normal for them, perfectly normal. Uh, also, the uh, city of Chicago, once again, not a, uh, not a border city, overwhelmed with illegal aliens. Chicago educators ask lawmakers to step up support for schools seeing increase in migrant students. They call them migrant students. And the Chicago 
Public Schools Roundtable calls for more bilingual teachers. They want to be bilingual. Is that is that a sexual reference? The bilingual thing. The because uh, uh, you know that's usually when they say, "Well, I'll just move on." Chicago Public Schools Roundtable calls for more bilingual teachers, comma services for migrant students. Again, not a border state, Illinois, not a border city, Chicago, but we've got that going for us. So I want to update you on this because the country has been overwhelmed uh, by the tsunami of illegal aliens being waved into the United States by Joe Biden and his crooked pals. And if your daughter were raped and murdered, she was strangled to death with a phone cord and all that. And then he was put into foster care, foster, which which is what they decided to do because they're not on the side of civilization. Pretty amazing stuff. Also, Joe Biden bombed Yemen again. He We uh, bombed the country of Yemen again. How many countries has Joe Biden dropped bombs on? Uh, certainly Afghanistan. Afghanistan during the, uh, the botched catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan. Joe Biden dropping bombs in Afghanistan. Joe Biden dropping bombs in Iraq because of Iranian proxies there who uh, shoot at us all the time. And what are we up to now? 137 attacks by the Iranian proxies uh, in three months. And that's just in Iraq, uh, Iraq uh, excuse me, uh, Iraq and uh, Syria. Not to mention Yemen and the shooting at ships. Two American ships have been hit by the Houthi rebels, all being armed and funded by, by Iran. And Iran enjoys uh, funding from Joe Biden on the order of billions of dollars to release five hostages, $6 billion. And, of course, the Obama-Biden administration freed up tens of billions of dollars for the world's number one state sponsor of terror, that is Iran. And they keep attacking, and and Joe Biden will keep bombing. So as you are doubtless aware, the Obama-Biden administration attacked militarily and bombed more countries, eight is the number, than any administration since World War II. And now Joe Biden in, where are we now? We're just under three years uh, on the 20th of this month, it will be three years. Holy cow, that's day after tomorrow. It'll be the uh, three-year anniversary of sorts of Joe Biden's inauguration. And he has bombed, by my count, that we know of thus far, four countries. So he's uh, slightly ahead of pace compared to the Obama-Biden administration. Eight countries, but they were in for eight years. So that's technically only one country a year, if you're doing the math. Joe Biden... Now, uh, dropping bombs in Afghanistan, in Iraq, in Syria, and in Yemen. That's four countries in just under three years. The Democrats are really a warmongering bunch, aren't they? Democrat presidents gifted us the, let's see, the, the American Civil War, now known as the First Civil War, and World War I and World War II and the Korean War and the Vietnam War. Those are your, your Democrat Party presidents and Democrat Party wars. But uh, Republicans don't know how to message very well, so none of this ever comes up as the Democrats continue to drop bombs. And Iran is threatening everybody again because they like to threaten people because they're terrorists. That's the thing about them. So I've got an update on that. And uh, again, striking Yemen and in the Red Sea, two U.S. ships have been hit by the Houthi rebels. Uh, Oh, and it gets better because it's the ever-expanding hot tub of joy that Joe Biden brings to the world. Pakistan is now uh, conducting strikes inside of Iran. So Pakistan striking, told airstrikes, airstrikes inside of Iran by Pakistan 
and Iran won't take kindly that, of course. And keep in mind that Pakistan is a nuclear power already, and thanks to Barack Obama and Joe Biden and John Boltneck Kerry, Iran is on the precipice of being a nuclear weapons state as they continue to spin centrifuges and rich uranium and advance their ballistic missile program because the Democrats, they make everything better, don't they? they every, everywhere you look, they just make everything better. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So scratching the surface on, uh, on that, the, uh, the world as it is today, not as good as it was just a few years ago. And President Trump is running for re-election. It's uh, interesting we haven't had this discussion since Grover Cleveland was in between presidential terms. But the former president running for re-election, we've got that uh, going for us. Uh, also, with the open borders, the Democrats and the open borders and the mayhem associated with murdering young women and the fentanyl deaths and the gang activity. And and uh, the Democrats like it that way. And, and they'll attack you if you try to s- secure the border like Governor Abbott in Texas. How dare you try to secure the border? That's our job, and and we're not going to do it. And so we can't let you do it either. But a family is going to sue um, the Biden administration for $100 million, $100 million, for the death of a woman killed by an illegal immigrant. A $100, $100 million lawsuit, and that is... I've got to say richly deserved and probably overdue. It is extraordinary. Just the news has the story. That's John Solomon's organization, and the Washington Post does not. But, um, again, you got your MS-13. You got your El Salvador criminal record there, if you'd paid any attention. Pay no attention to any of that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And I think the $100 million lawsuit is entirely appropriate, so we got that uh, got that going for us, and from Denver to Chicago to New York and beyond, the Democrats have created a crisis in our country that is fatal, uh, and they could care less because, you know, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet, and they're making an omelet over here. Pretty extraordinary stuff, these people. Uh, we got a, a Democrat member of Congress, Jasmine Crockett. Have you ever uh, seen her? Not related to Davy Crockett as far as we know. Jasmine Crockett flames Republicans in hearing. This is the left-wing radicals at Mediaite. I can't tell if y'all are for anything other than obstruction and cruelty. Cruelty, such cruelty. Have you ever seen such cruelty? That is, uh, that's a, wait till you hear this woman. She, uh, the English language is not her bag, let's just say. That's pretty amazing stuff by her. Uh, Also an update on a, a horrible story out of Israel, a, uh, a family whose son was taken by Hamas, Hamas, which the Democrats march in favor of in the streets of the United States America on college campuses. They, they're pro-Hamas and anti-Israel, uh, which is an interesting twist, but that's where they are now. Can't explain it. I can only state it as it is. But a horrible family, uh, a horrible family story that their son was kidnapped and uh, the gruesome, gory, and grisly details of what Hamas did and what the family was put through that your American media won't uh, talk about. And by the way, how many Americans are still being held hostage by Hamas? Presumably, but not necessarily, in the Gaza. And why is it that the American news media could care less about American hostages being held in the Middle East by radical Islamic terrorists? 
It's an interesting twist once again. Now, some of us may be old enough to remember when the the mullahs took over in Iran in 1979, and they overtook the American embassy and took American hostages. And Ted Koppel, famous American journalist, uh, made a career, really built his super career, out of doing Nightline every night. It started just before the hostages were taken in Tehran. And it was uh, day 443, dun, 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 America held hostage. And now you can take American hostages and the American news media doesn't care. They don't even mention it once a month. They, they could care less because human life is not their thing. They could care less about that. But isn't that fascinating? Uh, also, this is truly amazing stuff. The federal government was working with banks to flag interactions that use terms like MAGA and Trump because the federal government was targeting the enemies of the Democrat Party and the permanent bureaucracy, also known as the deep state, uh, pursuing, assailing, uh, trying to prosecute and jail. And they say it all surrounded the January 6th thing. Really? How about um, a June 1st, 2020 attack on the White House? which uh, actually started on May 30th, went to May 31st, and then June 1st. The three-day siege of the White House where 180 police officers were injured. The president was evacuated by the Secret Service. Did the federal government do anything to pursue the the terrorists involved in that? Or because they're left-wing terrorists, it's all okay? The answer is clearly B, because they're left-wing terrorists, it's all okay. And the Treasury Department and The FBI and other federal agencies did not pursue any of them. In fact, nobody was convicted of anything, and and they set St. John's Church, the Church of the Presidents, on fire, and uh, nobody, nobody was charged or tried or put in jail because that's okay. But feds asked banks to search customer data for Trump and MAGA, and they targeted certain stores If you shopped at Cabela's, for example, or Dick's Sporting Goods, then you became a target of the federal government because that's your your Democrat party. That's your government today. Our government is not on our side. Amazing stuff. Also, President Trump's tax returns and tax records were leaked to the New York Times. We now know who did that at the IRS, and it's a left-wing radical who specifically took the job at the IRS so that he could undermine President Trump and Republicans by leaking their tax records, and he caused a lot of damage. He may go to prison, but on the other hand, the Democrats may run him for the House of Representatives because they love crime and criminals. Amazing stuff, I'm telling you. You may remember the Obama-Biden administration using the IRS to target Tea Party groups and patriot groups, they ended up having to pay millions of dollars of our dollars that didn't come out of their pockets uh, when the court ordered them to do that because of their criminal activity, but nobody was held accountable. NBC going full psycho. Fears grow that Trump will use military in in dictatorial ways if he returns to the White House. Amazing stuff. I've got uh, tons of crazy for you. And the ATM robberies in Montgomery County, Maryland. How many ATMs just in three days 
Democrats attacking ATMs because, you know, that's where the money is. And we're at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. All right, so um, I'm going to share with you our, our terrible government and all the terrible things that they're doing targeting Republicans, as the Democrats have been doing for years now, but it needs to be laid out in a, in a cogent and linear fashion, and I intend to do that today. Before I get to the corruption of the Biden administration and the federal bureaucracy um, and so many other things, our border catastrophe and so on, let me go to, uh, let me go to uh, telephones. Let's go to Paul calling from Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. Paolo, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Mr. Chris Plant, what a pleasure. Welcome. And I like the thing you got going on with Newsmax, man. It's been nice to see how that show has coalesced. Listen, I do remember Rinaldus Maximus. That was the uh, forming of my political thinking, because I was about 13 when Jimmy Carter was in office. Uh And I remember... I remember them jacking around with the mullahs for, what was it, like a couple years or something? 444 days. So, and then they sent them back even before the great one took office. They Uh, knew. They sent them back uh, only after Ronald Reagan was inaugurated, but they left Iranian airspace within hours of Reagan being inaugurated. Right. Toot sweet, they sent them. That's right. And and there there was... there was as much hyperbole about Reagan as there is over Trump. Do you remember the, the Star Wars? He's all the Star Wars. Well, that's our missile defense system now. Right. Everybody made fun of him over all that stuff. And, you know, what a great legacy he had. And you are so right. You're 100% right. You win. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Welcome back. Uh, Paul, Paul calling from Washington, D.C. a moment ago. Obviously an intelligent man, a a learned man, a wise man. He loves Ronald Reagan, Ronaldo Maximus, and uh, Rush Limbaugh. Uh, He used to call Ronald Reagan the great Rush Limbaugh. And and Paul is... uh, Paul is right now, and Michael and I were just talking about it during the break. The Ronald Reagan was demonized. I remember it well. He uh, also, Ronald Reagan, responsible for opening my eyes 
to so many realities that had been concealed from me for so long as a child. And and Ronald Reagan came along while Jimmy Carter was president, and the news media and the Democrats told us that Jimmy Carter was so great because he was nice, and he was a peanut farmer, and, and he talked funny, and, and he had a, a goofy brother, Billy Carter, who made Billy beer and all this stuff. But, you know, they told us he was great, but he was a catastrophe. Now, Joe Biden may be a bigger catastrophe than Jimmy Carter, as I have observed many times before. But, uh, Paul, I'm sorry I I had kind of a tight window there. I apologize. But the the Iranians, when the Islamic Revolution occurred in Iran in 1979, they, they overran, the radicals overran the U.S. Embassy on November 4th of 1979, and they held hostages until January 20th, not coincidentally, of 1981. <clears throat> there were, I believe, 52 hostages remaining by the end of that 444-day period. And uh, Ted Koppelin Nightline uh, made their name because of it, but, you know, it was, it was good timing, and they did uh, good programming then. I actually just went because of the conversation I just had with Paul I went to Al Gore's amazing internet, peace be upon him, and found myself at the Department of State History.state.gov, Office of the Historian, End of the Hostage Crisis. Republican Ronald Reagan defeated Carter in the 1980 presidential election, it says. And then they say that uh, his Deputy Secretary of State, Warren Christopher, who I actually met many times, um, was negotiating, and it's true, they were negotiating for the release of the hostages, but it it didn't happen. And the State Department website says, on January 20th, 1981, the hostages were finally freed, but only after Ronald Reagan had been sworn in as president. And that's exactly right. And they, you know, they still demonize Ronald Reagan, who was the greatest president of my lifetime, uh, you know, collapsed the Soviet Union, um, exposed the left and the Democrats for what they are and what they were, turned me into a uh, lifelong Republican voter and conservative. And uh, I was quite fortunate, though, I was able to meet Ronald Reagan a number of times, starting when I was uh, 20, 20 years old, and I met President Reagan many times while he was actually uh, once at least before he was president and then a number of times while he was president. And it certainly certainly changed the trajectory of my life. In fact, I'd say if it were not for that, I wouldn't be sitting here today. I think I could fairly and accurately say that. I have a bunch of great pictures of myself with Ronald Reagan at the ranch in Santa Barbara, at parties in Santa Barbara, at the White House with Ronald Reagan. And uh, so on, but but uh, enough about me. Back to Ronald Reagan and what Paul said. You know, they demonized Ronald Reagan and said uh, he's a warmonger. Mm, no, he didn't take us to war. He did implode the Soviet Union, the evil empire that had enslaved hundreds of millions of people and murdered tens of millions of people. Not even counting the wars that they spread in Korea and Vietnam and Africa and Central America which they did because they were the Soviet Union, and Ronald Reagan smashed them. You could say without a shot being fired, but that wouldn't be true. There were lots of shots fired. And uh, Paul also mentioned 
the what they called Star Wars, mockingly. Oh, Ronald Reagan, Star Wars. And Paul was right again. What Ronald Reagan started with um, the Strategic Defense Initiative, as the White House called it, SDI, and the left, the radicals, the news media, but I repeat myself, called it Star Wars because there were mocking in tone. But SDI led to the missile defense capabilities that we have now, including Patriot missiles that shot down Iraqi missiles. Those were really Russian-Soviet missiles during the Iraq War or wars. The Strategic Defense Initiative led to Iron Dome, which protects Israel from missile and rocket attacks launched by radical Islamic jihadi armies like Hamas and Hezbollah. They are funded by Iran. Iran is funded by Barack Obama and Joe Biden to the tune of uh, tens and tens of billions of dollars. But Paul was right about uh, about all of that because our listeners are wise, well-informed, intelligent people who are given truths and not falsehoods like viewers of CNN, few though they may be, and MSDNC, demented though they may be. Um, And so we have that, and it's true. And uh, Donald Trump, now, Ronald Reagan was, was a polished politician who had, of course, been a a Hollywood movie star, a successful actor, and uh, then a union leader, head of the Screen Actors Guild in California, then governor of California, through some difficult times while the Democrats were rioting and plundering and burning and doing what the Democrats still do today. They have a long history of rioting and burning and looting, and arson is in their bloodstream, no doubt about it. But... um, you know, President Trump, there are uh, a lot of parallels, I would say, between Reagan and uh, and Trump. The way that uh, Trump is treated is by the news media and the left, but I repeat myself, uh, is very much the way that Ronald Reagan was treated by the news media and the left and the entertainment media and so on. These are tools in the Democrat Party's arsenal, and they seek to destroy anyone that does not sing from their sheet music. Because that's their thing. Now, with that, maybe we should go to Jamie Dimon. Jamie Dimon. Because this turned out, you may have seen a clip of this. I've got, I've got, you may have seen the whole thing. If you have seen the whole thing, I'm going to share portions of it with you. Because it's kind of an interesting, uh, Jamie Dimon is a, you know, a big Wall Street tycoon. And I, I don't know if he's a billionaire. I assume he's, yeah, he's a billionaire. Sure he is. And, uh. Banker, chairman, and CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase since 2005, which is coming up on 19 years now as chairman and CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase in a major banking thing. He's a huge Wall Street tycoon and a, and a billionaire and a supporter of Barack Obama and I assume, therefore, a Democrat and a person of the left, but he is that that rare exception, he's also an intelligent person, a knowledgeable person. Doesn't happen very often. And uh, also, he may just be playing the game because the left will crucify you if you don't, again, sing from their sheet music. They'll cancel you. And conservatives don't do that because we believe in live and let live. And we believe that, you know, I may disagree with what you have to say, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it. 
the left, meaning the Democrat Party and the news media, they do not believe that. They don't believe in free speech. They don't believe in the free practice of religion. They don't believe in the Second Amendment. They don't believe in, in anything, rioting, looting, arson, they believe in. And uh, Jamie Dimon, so Chairman, CEO, J.P. Morgan Chase, and he's, where is he, Michael? He's in Davos. He's in Davos. Where else would he be? How did he get there, Michael? On his private jet, on his private jet, and he's in Davos. And um, yeah, the reporter there, the reporter who was at, uh, who asked John Kerry a couple of questions and got them all rankled, you know, um, Frank and Kerry. They, uh, he was on the television this morning too, talking about his experiences there. But let's go to Jamie Dimon because Jamie Dimon was at, and he was on CNBC, right? CNBC uh, from Davos wearing gloves and a business suit, sitting outside, getting ready to go to lunch or dinner or something. And uh, Jamie Dimon, they were talking, it was a little round table. There were a couple of CNBC people, and they were gasping. And then there was one other guy sitting there who I think is a finance guy. I don't know who it is, though. And, uh, and he was kind of uh, agreeing with Jamie Dimon because, you know, he's a billionaire in J.P. Morgan Chase. So if you're in finance, you nod and agree. You say, yes, yes, the great Jamie Dimon. So uh, Jamie Dimon talking about the way that Joe Biden and the Democrats have demonized not just Donald Trump, but all MAGA Republicans. And they got that, that uh, you know, the president is a sock puppet. And then we got Raggedy Ann at the, at the podium in the briefing room. Cringe, as she's known, Cringe on Pierre. Her family nicknamed her Cringe. And Cringe up there with the old MAGA extremists. And we played that idiot who was talking to Brett Baer day before yesterday. We played him yesterday. Uh, with, oh, mega extremist, mega extremist, and this is their rhetoric, and then they loot your local drugstore and burn a police car and roll it over in an intersection and tell your boys that they're girls and that they're going to grow up to be queens while calling you an extremist. You know, never mind that. So Jamie Dimon in Davos, uh, his jet was not in plain view, it was down the road. I wish the Democrats would think a little more carefully when they talk about MAGA, you think that uh, he's and he's giving he's trying to give the Democrats, uh, uh, you know, I believe his party a little friendly advice. I wish they'd think more carefully when they talk about MAGA, says Jamie Dimon. And then he's see, he's aware of things like NATO really wasn't paying their fair share. The left loves to talk about in Barack Obama how rich people don't pay their fair share. Well, rich countries in Europe that have lived under the umbrella of security provided by the United States of America since 1945, agreed to pay 2% of their gross domestic product into the common defense under the umbrella of NATO, and a whole lot of these countries haven't paid their fair share, haven't paid the 2% that they committed by treaty to pay. And Donald Trump pointed out, hey, you know, what with the American middle class and the American Midwest are still picking up the tab for you lazy expletives deleted in Western Europe. And uh, and President Trump said, you know, pony up. Hey, Germany, you know, other countries. And you know what happened? A bunch of the countries started putting more into the kitty, which actually increased the, the common defense uh, against who? Putin, who the Democrats pander to, and millions of dollars went from Putin allies in Russia to the Biden family coffers, but paying no attention to that. Jamie Dimon yesterday in Davos. When people say MAGA, they're actually looking at people voting for Trump, and they think they're voting, and they're basically scapegoating them, that you are like him, 
Uh, and but I don't think they're voting for Trump because of his family values. And if you look, just take a step back, be honest. He was kind of right about NATO, kind of right about immigration. Mm-hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, Trade, China ta- virus. Tax reform worked. Mm-hmm. He was right about some of China. I don't. Th- I don't like no, what he did. No, I said China virus. Yeah, I understand. When he, when he, yeah. he may have been right. He, he, and I don't like how he said things about I Mexico. I don't like. But he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues, and that's why they're voting for him. You think? See, now uh, that's. Um a normal person, an intelligent person. I, I don't vote the same way that he votes, but he has uh, crystallized and summed up the reality of the world as it is today. And President Trump was absolutely right about NATO. I was all in with him on NATO. I've been aware of the fact, you know, I covered the Pentagon and my office was in the Pentagon for 10 years and NATO hasn't been paying their fair share and hasn't been living up to their treaty obligations for decades now, and President Trump was absolutely right. And then the news media turned it into a big, fatuous lie that, oh, Trump's going to dismantle NATO. He's going to pull out of NATO. He's going to destroy NATO. He strengthened NATO by calling their bluff, by calling them on their BS, and saying out loud what every president should have said all along, which is, I'm not going to allow the American middle class to be stuck with the bill of providing for the common defense under NATO when you guys and our economy is the you know the largest economy and we're supposed to pay 2% of our GDP into NATO. We pay much more. We contribute much more than 2% into the common defense under the umbrella of NATO. And our NATO partners, our NATO partners, I'm making quotation marks with my fingers, they have steadfastly refused for years to pay their fair share, to pay the 2% that they obligated themselves, committed themselves to pay. And President Trump pointed it out, and he gave him a quick thumb to the eye and said, pony up. And the news media is, oh, he's going to destroy NATO. He's going to pull out a net because they lie about everything as long as it works out in favor of the Democrat Party because they're not journalists. They're Democrats masquerading as journalists. They... They dress up and they put little press badges with their pictures on them around their necks. And then they lie all day long instead of seeking the truth and telling the truth. You know, amazing stuff. The right to search for truth implies also a duty, Albert Einstein said. One must not conceal any part of what one has recognized to be the truth. I'm with Albert Einstein and not with George Stephanopoulos, Jamie Dimon in Davos yesterday. I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. And when you guys have people up here, you should always ask the why. Not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting right. Trump. You're not supporting Trump. Why are you supporting Trump? It's hard to Trump? hate 75 million of your fellow Americans. And it's, I, I agree. It's done quite well. And, you know, the it. Democrats have done a pretty good job with the deplorables, not- hugging onto their Bibles and their beer and their guns. I mean, really? Like, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little bit? Jimmy, and, and I do think the economy will affect. And I think this this negative talk about MAGA is going to hurt Biden's election campaign. And that's why he's expressing his concern, because he actually wants to be helpful to Biden and the Democrat Party. But he uh, incidentally, perhaps, told the truth. And the other guy who was a business guy sitting there saying it's hard to hate 75 million of your fellow Americans and Jamie Dimon. See, yeah, but they're doing a pretty good job with the clingers clinging to their Bibles and their guns. That's Barack Obama. 
Uh, hate, they're very good at. They're great at hate. They, they don't hate Hamas. They don't hate the Houthis. They march in favor of Hamas and the Houthis. But they hate their next-door neighbors. You know, people that raise normal children that don't shoot you. People that mow their lawns on weekends and shovel the snow in the wintertime. Those are the, the people they hate. Americans, because they're not liberals. They're the left. See? Kind of a big difference. We're at 888-630-9625. Corrupt government coming up big time. Corrupt government. New chapters. This could be one of the Democrat Party's theme songs too, right? Blood in the streets, it's up to my ankles. Blood in the streets, it's up to my knees. The streets of Chicago. All the Democrat Party riots and the violence and the carjackings and the lootings and the shootings and the... You're a Democrat Party. They are not on our side, not on our side, I'm telling you right now. Um, I've got a lot to get to today, as is the case every day. And I should remind, because I botched it yesterday, botched it, rolling along yesterday, Swedish you please, with uh, all the stuff that the Democrats gifted us uh, and inflicted upon the world. And I skipped the mailbag yesterday, mailbag Wednesday, and it's going to have to be mailbag Thursday this week because I botched it. I I missed it yesterday. But I have my mailbag questions right here in my hand, and I will get to the mailbag questions today. Before I get to that, I want to get to the illegal alien wave across the country. We've got updates for you on that. A hearing on Capitol Hill today calling for the impeachment of DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. And... Um, also, Michelle Obama. Michelle, I got to bring back, a, you know, kind of a, a golden recent. And Kamala was on The View with the Democrat Party pals. I have the Speaker of the House for you. Uh, and uh, I'll clean this up. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on a sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.